0: Welcome back to Big Content. I'm joined here by Mr. Jack Settleman. I'm Nick Ercolano, and uh, I think we should just jump right into the fact that you're trying to hack TikTok right now.
1: Well, I wanted to jump right into the fact that we finally got something up on the wall for me.
0: We got yes. a new decoration.
1: I think it's going to motivate. Like, big content YouTube needs
0: to get to 100 It's going to mo- motivate me, because I'm going to yeah, be like you're this. Just I'm not whole- actually looking at you. I'm just <laughs> looking at the plaque the whole fucking time. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of... Uh, beautiful piece of artwork animal said it looks like it's cool that they put it as like a mirror there because it's it's almost like you're a thumbnail looking back at yourself wow it's deep shit right okay i like that it's beautiful i don't know what it looks like on camera we are obviously starting this podcast we're in the i think it's a fourth episode it's already been a month damn crazy that's weird yeah so we're you know we're trying out some new tactics to try and grow and uh jack texted me last night and was like yo i'm gonna try to do something that mr Beast suggested and the way You said it, you emailed me like what it was, what you sent out. It felt like a little bit of the, um, the, the Andrew Tate type, type path, which I was surprised Mr. Beast went about this.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that obviously Andrew Tate was everywhere before he got kicked off all the social platforms, mm-hmm. I he had maybe briefly talked about it, but I kind of thought that fans just did it naturally, but it sounds like his was a coordinated attack as That's well. That's like his
0: Hustlers uh, hustlers University, I think is his product. Gotcha. And then once you're in there, it's like a course, not that I know from personal experience. But. <laughs> I was gonna say, we're giving Andrew <laughs> Tate way too much. No, time. no, I mean, he dude, he absolutely murdered, he was like Mr. Content for, yes. in 2022, you know? Yeah. So it's good to look at those kind of blueprints and see what he did. but. had this like course and i think within the course like i don't know if you unlock new levels or something or if it was like a an affiliate thing where you got paid more money for doing this but he had thousands and thousands of people just cutting up clips from his thing and like posting on tiktok and the reason we'll get into in a second exactly like what your thought process was but i think the reason it works so well is because the virality of tiktok is so fucking random so if we put out one clip from one account Like, sure, it could work, but if we put out the same clip from 10 accounts, like, we just need one of them to hit and go for, like, 50K, and there you get some new 50K people eyeballs on it. So you, from what I understood, basically... Uh, made us a, a snap. Story. Well,
1: I, I gave credit to Mr. Beast because on a different podcast, he said it's such a prime time for podcasts because you can then just disperse this everywhere. Like podcast growth is the hardest, mm-hmm. it's the absolute hardest on any type of social media content perspective. And so now he's like, you've got TikTok to just run your stuff. Now, I don't know what the conversion necessarily is like taking it from there to there. But for us, I think growing just awareness of what we're talking about, the more people see us, the better. And the more likely they are to listen so last night put up a snap because I get asked all the time I'm sure you do which is like I want to work for snapback. I want to help you out. How can I be involved? And I always tell people like it's more work on me to create a role train you up all this stuff for this Specifically I was like, all right, i'll give you the free tool I'll tell you the podcast drops on Monday. You got to watch an hour show once a week, and you can create a free TikTok account. Everything's free. I'm not going to train you. I'll give you the tools to do it. I could actually pull up the email right now. I was going to say, Tony, (laughs) will put it up
0: on the screen for you, what you you hit him with.
1: So the the email is essentially, uh, glad to hear you're interested. Every Monday, big content podcast drops you'll then create a clip or clips for TikTok like this. And I listed like some podcast TikTok clips. Uh, and then it's like many people say they're interested, right? <laughs> and we talked last night. You said how many. So so I'd say so far I've probably sent out, I've gotten 500 plus, plus responses. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, you had like 30 last night when you told so me. So I've i gotten 500 plus responses on Snap. Then I have to send a message to them for them to email me. So I've probably gotten like 200. I love that.
0: You're, you're like, in, you're in it though. Yeah. You're getting after it. Oh, I'm always always
1: in the replies. And then I probably sent out like 200 or so 80 or 100 of them came this morning. So 100 last night, you said two people uh, would actually go through and do it for a long time or for like to ever do it.
0: So, yeah, so basically you got, you know, 30, 70, 80 responses or whatever. And, you know, we talked about this before, but like conversion rate of getting things done within a fucking business just gets so small as you go down. Every time you ask somebody to do something more and more and more, fewer people want to do it for one reason or another. So when I'm looking at that, if 70 people are interested in it, then you give them you know, directions, one, like people are bad at reading, people are bad at like comprehending what they need to do. They need to be like spoon fed everything. So that probably knocks off half the people. Once you actually send them the email, then they need to figure out a lot of different things, right? It's, uh, it's not an, it's uh,
1: simple, but at the same time, it's complicated and it takes work. Like if you don't know how to edit on these tools, you have to go edit. I sent them tools to do it. So I was kind of helping them as much as I could, but I'm not going to train them and and do stuff like that
0: now. So it gets dwindled down to like, if you tell them to make a clip, I I would say maybe two people try or maybe five people try, but I can guarantee you like if five people tried, three of them are going to be terrible. Three of them are going to be like, okay, maybe this one's like good enough that I could work with this and be like, Hey, these are a few things that I would do differently for the next time around. Yeah. And a lot of the times, like in the same way that we launch projects or start things and we don't see like instant gratification or instant results we're like, ah, maybe this just doesn't work. I think those people might feel the same way. 10 times, you know, 10 if, times more. If they make a video for us and it gets like seven views or something, they might be like, I don't know, or they're not getting paid fucking $500 right up front. It's like, yeah. I don't know why I'm wasting my time to this, but it's, it's, it's the, idea behind building a brand that's so powerful that you get to just say, hey, anyone want to do this shit for me for free? And 500 people are like, I'm dying. I actually yeah. think like in, in a few years, we're going to see people trying to pay to work for you or for me or for these these uh, well, kind of companies.
1: People do that through like traditional internships. But to your point, this mm-hmm. there is no guarantee at the end. In the email, I did mention like, I'm not going to promise anything but could I totally see someone crushing this and then they have the skill set for a role we'll need in the future? Like, 100%. So this is, yeah, this is... But I'm not, like presenting as a contest like best person wins and gets a job or anything like that yeah I, um, which this is, decreases the rate that i think we'll see people do
0: yeah 100 percent. it's like you're just kind of buying in with blind faith and hopefully it works out but if they trust in you and your brand then they exactly. kind of believe what you say and they'll go all in on it and it's something i talk about often it's just like don't don't show me don't tell me what you could do just show me what you can do right That's and i've said. yeah you've given enough like context behind what someone would want and if, if i'm passionate about your brand like i'm killing this yeah. job like there's no doubt in my mind i'm going to be the one who's getting hired for it right and we have examples in our office tony's like literally this path, right? Like we had a kid doing, um, a kid working for us for free like a couple of years ago. He was doing... A best of weekly vlog. Mm -hmm. So we put out tons of content and we're like, yo, just chop up something that's, you know, six minutes, eight minutes, 14 minutes of the best of the pieces of content throughout the week. And that's really hard because we're putting out long form content, right? right? So it's hard for him to chop that down. He did it for a while. And then he was like, yo, I want to get more into like the content side and do fantasy football stuff. I'm like, we're not really looking for that here. Tony happened to have like emailed me the next week after that kid kind of left. And I was like, oh, this thing just like kind of opened up no editing experience whatsoever. Never done that before in his life. And I was like, you can learn this, take Mm -hmm. it on. And like, that was it. I didn't say like, there was an opportunity afterwards. I didn't say there was like X, Y, Z afterwards, but he did that for me for, um, I don't know how long he did, maybe like four or five, six months, just like every single week did it, thought it was awesome. Like he, like I I'd conversed with him enough that I'm like, okay, he's like normal person, someone I get along with for <laughs> sure. Um, and then I slowly started kind of, um, putting more and more work onto his plate. Like, Oh, here's one fantasy video. Can you do this a week? And then he hit me one day and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to New York. My brother lives there. And I didn't tell him like, Oh, again, we didn't have a job over yeah. here. We have like I remember here.
1: this. I remember this was a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, And he just like moved. We ended up meeting up. Um, Like I said, ended up being like someone that I could like jam with and someone that I got along with. And he started to take over more and more of the editing duties. And then in the summer, when I'm doing like five individual videos uh, a week for fantasy stuff, he started editing every single one of them. And as soon as we, I've told him this before, I was like, had I not got the office space, I still would have hired him full time just because of the work that he put in for so long. I didn't pay him a fucking, I don't think I paid him a dime for the first like a year, maybe more than that.
1: I was on the outside looking in, but in general, I feel like you almost make yourself irreplaceable. Cause I, if I, you I walk, tell them right? that if he walked away, I
0: had that in I, I, sexy came into my office the other day and I was like, sexy, you're like, you're a smart kid you're, um, resourceful. Like I know if I ask you to do something, like you're going to get it done. If yeah. you don't, you're going to come back with different options of what I can do, or just tell me, you know, ask for advice or whatever. And I was like, I want you to make yourself irreplaceable here. Right. Cause that means you're doing a really good fucking job and you're pushing us forward. So that's yeah. Like do such a good job, go above and beyond always. You might, if you can make yourself irreplaceable, then that's it. Like they yeah. can't fucking replace you. Right. And, and then
1: you get leverage. And when you ask for a raise or more <laughs> benefits or whatever it might be, it, we're excited to give it to you, right? Because you have proven yourself and we don't want to go through a hiring process and other things like that. And that, that's a huge thing too. How
0: do you, how do you think about that? Cause I, I tell them that too. I'm like, listen, we're all, on, you guys are all on like two-year contracts yeah. when we have that discussion down the line of how valuable Are you to the company? Like how many things have you learned here? You need to build your own leverage so that when it comes to that point, you're like, I want to raise here. I want to do this, this, or this. I don't really have a choice, but to say like, you've earned the right to do that as a media company. I'm, I don't want to say like I'm torn between it, but they, they, on TikTok, right? Like we have our brand account. that's up to 600 now, but Tony's also like one fifteen right. by himself. I think I right. said like 80, 90 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is you building your own like personal leverage. Yeah. Um, so I tell them to like continue doing that, but they've kind of like slowed down on it. And I'm, uh, you know, it's something that I feel like more people out there need to understand, especially like people that are working for you for snapback. Yeah. Um, do you have any like content creators that you see being like the future of the brand besides yourself?
1: So it's something we want to actually hire for. So okay. I want to bring a a already established creator under the Snapback Sports umbrella. My brother, like, people know him as the intern. That's, like, what I called mm. him. But he hasn't really push forward and like being a content creator, Riley, who runs our social media, actually has a Twitter account that's like Celtics Space that's got 20,000 and crazy mm-hmm. engagement. But he's not like your traditional digital video creator either. So we want to bring someone in. I think it, it works in both ways, right? Like Barstool is a perfect example. Big Cat, PFT, the huge personalities there, they could run without it. Mm-hmm. A lot of their other creators are personalities. They have leverage because they have a good following but on their own or alongside at a different company, maybe not as effective. So like, same could be said for those guys, but it is still leverage. Like, it is saying, I've built a personal brand, I can help grow this stuff, people care, et cetera.
0: Yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like rising tides, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, you want other people to- build something within the company that you could also rely on so you know if there are days that you want to take off or something it's like i know he will have my back here he'll be able to put something out that like gets to the same level yeah. had i've been there whatever you know so it's, it's kind of tough as a media brand um you said so
1: you're talking about not paying tony for a long time working mm-hmm. with long form <laughs> i am very conscious of and very particular in the belief of like I think in the sports world, people get taken advantage of. Like you go work a sales job for the Jets or you go work, you know, long hours for a minor league baseball team. You're being paid hourly. You're living in a crappy city. They're abusing you, you know, that type of thing. And sports internships, uh, you know, are commonly unpaid. And so there's been this big push in this world I where love it's this like, conversation. <laughs> where should you pay your interns? And actually a fair point, I was very lucky. Like my parents could support me or I had worked and had money. A lot of people don't realize that an unpaid internship, a lot of the time is, is an advantage. Like not everyone can just accept an unpaid internship. Would
0: you take an unpaid intern? Would I take one? Right yes. now. Yeah. Right now? Yeah given the political climate. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a serious question. Like, Oh, like okay. Me if someone came to you general, and it was like, I'm going to do a free internship at snapback, like hire me to be a free intern at snapback. And you as the boss would have to be like, I have an intern that I'm not paying for the next six months.
1: I'm fine with that. But to my earlier point, that just feels like more work on me. But if they came to me with a plan and said, here's what I would like to do for my internship and it's unpaid, then yes, yeah, I would that was what them. I was getting. Yeah. At. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think if you're the New York Giants that you should be not paying your interns. You have enough money. And we do, too. Like, if we wanted to... That's the thing, though. But if someone came to me and was like, I want to learn and be mentored, that's what made me feel comfortable with this kind of social experiment of you got to watch one-hour podcast once a week. That's one hour of your time. And this editing, depending on how good you get, spend two to three hours. You skip a game of 2K that night. You skip Mm -hmm. a Netflix episode. And, like, it, it should teach you a good life skill. So I'm not and I can't pay, you know, a hundred plus people. Yeah. So I felt comfortable doing it like uh, that.
0: Yeah, I have uh, I, I have an opinion on this. I think it's, if you are the one that's going, if we were, if we we're like, we're hiring a position, we need an intern, right. 100% paid. Like I wouldn't go out and look for an unpaid internship. Right. But at this point we have so many people reaching out to us like, hey, I want to do this, this or this for you. And we have a bunch of emails that are just like, I'll work for free. I really don't have a problem fucking having a kid slave away. And
1: normally they end up getting paid if they're good. Exactly, it, right, like, right. It, it was
0: going to work out in the long term, or it wasn't regardless right. of like how it started. I also think there's a little bit of like, I don't like when people are like, oh, they should get paid this, they should get paid this. And it's like everyone wants to work in sports. Like when you're trying to break into an industry that's like creative, an industry that's really competitive. What have you done to earn the right to be like, oh, I want a good, good job in this. And I want to, I don't want to get good money in this. Like it's very tough. Like you need to be. I don't want to say the best of the best but you need to stand out and that's amongst one of the ways to do it so the younger the younger generation like if you have the the drive and the grind and you have some backup financially where you can put the work in without having to like kill yourself and live in uh on the streets and whatever like put the fucking work in because we appreciate that up top it might not seem like that from the start always but like Listen, it will work out in the long run. That's like the only way to really get your foot in the door these days.
1: Yeah. I think your quote, I've thought about a lot over the last couple of weeks of like negotiating with yourself. And Mm -hmm. then I posted something myself last night of like, just show up every day like literally show up every day, what percent do you think you beat up by just showing up every single day? I said 99%.
0: I would, that's, that's for sure. Correct.
1: Like, And then if you don't negotiate with yourself, then maybe like 0.1% is left. All right. Now maybe I'm not as talented as the point one, but now I'm in the 0.1% of people. So anyways,
0: people, the reason is people don't fall in love with talent, bro. They fall in love with, they fall in love with like, uh, Insecurities and vulnerabilities. So if you're there every single day, you're showing your true self and people are like, oh, you're not like doing anything cool today, but that's like what's cool about getting to know you. Right. Like you have these days where you're off. You have these days where you're sad or or depressed, or you have these days where things aren't working for you. And that's just as good as being talented. Like when it comes to building a brand and building a community, like people want to relate on that level. Being awesomely talented is not relatable. No. It's fun, but I also think the other side is just as valuable when you're building a brand or community.
1: Yeah, show up every day. So anyways, Nick said, specifically, he said, probably get three to four people at least to try. Would be surprised if more than two end up making multiple clips. So that was where I was in agreement with you, that multiple, like you said, we've been doing this for, for a month already. Like in a month's time, how many people will still be doing it? So we got about five people have already done some clips. So I'll really? show you. Yeah. Oh, sick. So we've got... Uh,
0: if anyone's interested in doing <laughs> clips for us after this entire talk... Uh,
1: you don't have to do anything. Like you, I told them, you don't have to tell us. Like, just go watch this podcast.
0: Join the Discord. Yeah, yeah and just make, let it, us know. make
1: a clip and, and post it to your own TikTok. So we've got Jack Settlement Clips. (laughs) This one did 600 views though. Unreal. More than I've done. Yeah. So when this one was a weird one, actually, I'll show you. When content is your life, that is every moment. Like I, you know, if Hallie's lucky enough, she'll get a proposal at some. It just went to a random. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. But 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 that is like. At least they used a song. At least they made an edit. And at least they did it. They tried. Right. Yeah, they did it. So this person already, like if they sent me an email, a follow-up that was like, I made this one. I would have been like, all right, you're in. So then we got, I think we got, so that was the first one I saw. Oh no, this one maybe. Nerdy's in in 2022, though. So. <laughs> it is. No, yeah. it is. Dad bods were 21. Nerd is 22. So this it is. this, it one this is cool.
0: what I expected. A lot of like, um, right, um like a lot wide, of clips that were not wide, good but look, for TikTok. Four
1: clips they've made already. All four of them have gotten over 500 views. That's fucking big. So there's like. They all did Jack Settle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, some people's like Ryan, Ryan made his own account. He pulled, he didn't listen perfectly. Uh, But said, showing my work for SnapX Sports. And he pulled a Mark Cuban interview that I had done. Mm it has got 800 views. I actually thought that was smart because, no offense to us, but Cuban probably pulls more eyeballs. We've got Scotty Snap
0: Sports. He was talking about, similar to something we brought up in the first episode, was like the dispersion of YouTube shorts from YouTube. And he's like, you know, I've talked to the people at YouTube. Like, I yell at them all the time. And obviously, you know, a company that's that big, they're going to move extremely slowly. So even Mr. Beast walks up in that (laughs) shit and starts yelling at you, it's like we still need six to 12 12 months to implement anything that's at that scale but he talks about how like YouTube shorts are going to be like a major major pillar of of what they're doing
1: same thing like you said and i don't know yeah, like that's uh, that's
0: way more work than i imagine yeah. given the time frame as right, well right. cuz i remember like uh when we found the guy before Tony, his name was Robert. Mm I went through the same process being like, yo, I'm looking for this. Does anyone want to do it? Sent out like 30 emails. And I remember like two people got back to me, two people like didn't do it correctly. You know what I mean? It just went down that process where it's like, I just feel it's not that difficult. I think the
1: beauty of this one is like, I'm almost saying like, fuck it. Like, I don't care if you don't respond. I don't care if you don't want to do it. I don't care if the clips are crappy. We just want volume. And I think that is now the quality plus the volume is the ones that will be successful and the one that will probably end up getting hired. We actually
0: also, if you go to our TikTok and you scroll back to the beginning of it, there was a kid running our TikTok account Mm -hmm. for- Probably like eight months just taking clips of my fantasy stuff and putting it on there. Didn't even, I've like, didn't know who the kid was. I don't even remember how he got access to our (laughs) fucking account, but he did it for so long, but he like never really, uh, did the tiktok clips native to tiktok right. and it's just like nothing ever happened worked. with them yeah yeah so i feel kind of bad about that to be honest because he did a lot of shit for us for no a really long that time. but
1: that's part of it is like yes the first leg is learning how to edit it the second leg is understanding the platform and understanding like that i don't know if he intentionally picked mark cuban or not but that was really smart like you use cuban's face you use the the edit that was completely random part of last episode. Like, only got 600 views because he used music. <laughs> was, and stuff. I can't wait to put that up on the <laughs> screen. That was crazy. Uh,
0: yeah, so we'll we'll see how that um, how that plays itself out. It was smart though. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do the same thing here. I feel yeah. like you have a young enough audience that yeah. is like fiending to get on TikTok well, and make those clips.
1: That's what I thought. And then I got messages from people working full time jobs who are 30, who have family. So it, one person literally responded, or "30." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one person responded and was like. I'm single income family, work a full time job. Like, will I still be able to do this? I was like, yeah, like you, it's completely up to you to go and do this thing. And I think that's, that's the fun of it. So we'll see. But in the, in the scheme of these social clips we discuss potentially a social brainstorm today
0: yeah so we um you know we just kind of started this off the riff this podcast and we're figuring out how we want to promote it and the structure of the podcast itself like i mean shout out to us for four episodes in and we literally haven't really planned a single thing <laughs> we've just riffed for an hour every single week. last
1: episode was scary i was like we could go for two and a half hours
0: dude i can't believe when we got to
1: an hour i was like wait what
0: i'm not kidding i'm not even exaggerating to tell you i was still like kind of high from the day before from the edible yeah. so like while we were going through i was like. <laughs> having like, like low-key anxiety attacks. So when I rewatch it, I was like, that came out way better than, than, than I thought it was. I was like, didn't want to record last week, but we're back in a better mindset now. Now we're trying to figure out like, okay, we're putting time into like YouTube, like Tony's editing the full YouTube. We're putting it up on podcast, but we know the real way to grow is going to be through social clips yeah. like that. So we want to say like, okay, what's the right direction here? Do we continue to just cut up clips from the podcast that are like kind of native to TikTok that are vertical and go that way? Or do we make segmented pieces of the podcast that we say like hey maybe for the next 10 minutes we'll just do this like you brought up like a factor cat or whatever it was right, like right. um that kind of section and i think that's probably the best bet because it's the same advice that we give to everybody it's like if you want to grow you got to go to the platforms where growth right. is possible and, and especially
1: youtube shorts yes. is is what would i don't know if we can get our little what what should we call our army of editors right now just an army of editors like the um, crew we'll come up with a nickname for the, them but the big edit yeah the the big edit <laughs> but I would love for them to make YouTube short stuff too. That's probably going to be the best way to also grow. Because when the podcast isn't that big, the awareness is good. But if people come and are like, oh, there's only a couple hundred people watching, maybe they're not going to watch. You got to build up the channel first and then obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I think segmented um, pieces of the podcast where they're just like more fun, like getting into something deeply for like two or three minutes at a time plays better in today's world there's a part of me that's like i like that there's a part of me that's like i don't like that because i I like having more like deep introspective conversations because that's the kind of stuff i listen to on the flip side but i also realize as i get older i'm like a weird fucking dude and things i like are not what no no
1: no, you're right i like i think of a podcast as long form long in-depth conversations not stuff that's just supposed to be like cut up for social but you like you said like we can't not so so it's like it's like
0: yeah it's like what is our overall goal here do we want to build a really big podcast or do we just want to get our faces out there to be known as like big time content creators i think that's we like reverse well, back
1: from it well i think it's we probably want to grow the podcast and then like anything once you have the audience you can then kind of do whatever you want that's the key for me so it's like Look, if we got to sell ourselves short now, we could probably middle it like the first half hour could just be long form. And the second half could be we're trying to maybe go more clip heavy. But once you build the audience, then you can just go into that long form. And then the long form becomes those social clips. But right now, we've kind of got to game the system is what I would say. Yeah, that's really the key.
0: All right. Let's think of some fucking uh, segments here then.
1: So so I think one segment would be like we don't need to name the segment, although like show me the money, something like that comes to mind, but it's something money, right? Like where we can discuss. So last week we discussed Mr. Beast's valuation. We discussed, uh, what's his name? Cab, what's his name? The TikToker. Uh, right? You brought him up. I had no Cab, idea what his yeah, name Yeah, But whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, like, Wait, like, was that, was that like a, yeah, okay. I yeah. thought
0: you were actually doing that being like, what's his name? No, like, no, no, I was like, no, that's no. such a good impression.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like how much is, is he worth? So like if we open by saying, do you think Mr. Beast's channels are worth a billion dollars? Right. That, that actually it's more so like framing the segment as opposed to, you know, planning a social cut, but like knowing that the first second is so important and then it's like your response to it. So something about money,
0: money related for sure. I think, um, maybe you know what we could do we could take like a viral clip each week mm-hmm. possibly and kind of like do a breakdown on it yeah. what makes it like super interesting yeah. i think there's like a maybe some component of like risers fallers in terms of either like a brand a content creator if we bring in like one riser one faller of the week based yep. on what's happened in the previous week is something we could do i like that a lot and on fun.
1: that maybe even a breakdown of like a paid social clip or paid partnership or mm. a piece of between a creator and a brand yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of fire that and, and these things, like, if we don't have one for next week, it could be the week after. But I think just these key cogs, I think, will be important to kind of outline. Um, all right. So a viral video, a paid partnership, something money related. I think those are good starts. I think Q&A is, is always. Is, We just always forget to fucking (laughs) ask for questions. I mean, this will help us know that like, now that we've got the schedule, we'll know that we're releasing Monday, what clips we need to create, and then what clips the army will create, the big, big edit.
0: It makes it a lot easier for me too, if I want to cut up clips for it, knowing where I need to go. Because typically the schedule is like, we release these on Monday and then I watch it and then I'm like going through it, and I'm like, okay, seven forty-five. Like, right. this is a good clip to go, and I'll go through the hour and I'll write down like six timestamps yes. or whatever. Go back and like cut them out, edit it, whatever. How have
1: the shorts been going for you so far? Um, yeah, I saw a couple. A couple of, a couple of them there. have. Yeah. I mean, they've
0: got more views than our regular right. pocket. You know what I've real. You know what I've noticed though. Watch this. If we go back into our analytics here, yeah. Ooh, you analytics. could see yeah, where we're,
1: we're gaining subs. And that, you know, what's funny about the subs is I made everyone subscribe to the thing, which is another like growth hacking thing. <laughs> it's like there's, you know, we get a couple hundred subscribers just by.
0: So, like all the videos we put out, they'll be like 100% like rate, but the shorts, for whatever reason, just like, I don't know if it's the nature Haters. of the platform. Yeah, yeah, like 78.6% likes and 21.4%. What's our
1: comments at? We get some comments on last episode. Okay very happy Pete, yeah, Pete, Pete over's that here's your ad read again
0: honestly I haven't seen any of these comments I never yeah. realized I put it
1: we got to be in the weeds Nick we have yeah, I to know, I know
0: I just don't expect comments on our YouTube videos because <laughs> I see the numbers are so low so I'm like hey, you know we'll put it nah, elsewhere we,
1: no people are watching and that's the thing is even if we're hitting 200 really good creators that's super impactful all right so Needed what to else hear that <laughs> didn't
0: fucking hear that dog. what
1: else what else on the show all right
0: we got risers fallers um you brought a fact, like the factor cap, it would definitely need a different, uh, name, yeah. you know, but I like the idea of something along.
1: Like, should we just do true or false? No, nah,
0: we could, we're more creative than that. We could <laughs> think of something better. Well, well,
1: everyone like comes up with these different names. We'll actually. put that in the back burner. Uh, we could do a draft. We could do some form of a draft. So it could be like brands that... Would uh, brands that work with creators, we could do, like, the top creators, like, if we did a a fantasy draft like that. Um, We could draft, like, draft content plays really well. Yeah, drafts are
0: great, like, social platforms, creators on TikTok, creators on YouTube. Yeah, like, like, where would
1: you start? If if you wanted to be a creator today, where would you start? Draft. 101.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's actually kind of fire. I like that a lot. Yeah, those are
1: good. Um, What else? So, draft plays, trivia plays great.
0: We could also, I don't know how much time you have, but I almost feel like... (laughs) If you can I come told here, you I have meetings. If you can come in here full time now on Monday <laughs> to Friday. Now, like if, if we have, even if we section off like a half hour, another time of the week, or even if I like came to your apartment and we yeah. filmed dedicated segments just to shorts and just to TikTok, yeah. we could do that too. You yeah. know, if we have some of these games that like we can't do, you know, seven, right. like our podcast like can't just be seven do out there. Correct. Yeah. Green screen or whatever. You yeah. know, those mini podcasts. Yeah.
1: Why would you need to come to my apartment? Why wouldn't we do it right
0: here? I was just making it easy for you, you know, because uh, I'm like, you're a busy guy. You got meetings and shit, it, So I can it, meet it, you halfway. You come it. here. every Everyone. I don't ready.
1: have the whole setup. No, I. Can, I, can. I
0: plus, I, I see what Haley be cooking <laughs> up to your apartment for dinner and shit.
1: <laughs> All right. So we got a bunch of different segments. Uh, as always, audience, feel free to be creative. Come in with ideas, different games we should play. I think it's just a fun, unique way of looking at.
0: I also think this, this right here, what we just did, is really important before you start something. So I made a TikTok today. I was, uh, I did like a stitch from a. a uh, he's a creator in New York. This yeah. kid basically was like yo for my fellow creators like how do you how do you stay inspired or how do you get like mentally in the zone when you want to create something yeah. he's like i have a lot of projects that i that come into my mind and i want to like capitalize on all of them i have a question for all of my creatives out there how do you get in the zone to create and like what it, what in- creators need direction in my humble ass opinion a lot of creators have this idea that like everything they do needs to be like artsy and cool and like no real direction to it but I, I think that can't be farther from the truth i think creators need to be way more calculated like a lot of creators think about the idea of this and they're like oh i need to be you know really out there and edgy and artsy and all this stuff and i'm like you're we're calculated as creators a lot more than people would assume so i think you need direction when you sit down just like if you were working in a corporate office you need a game plan for the project that you're working on there's no different than this like you make a to-do list of three things or whatever and you say like these are the three most important things that we're going to knock them down and this is important for our show like we could sit here here and I'm sure we could do 10 more episodes where we're just riffing for an hour, but it's not the high quality content that I think we're hoping for that, that we're hoping to like grow this thing. You know, we want yeah. higher quality. So it's like getting a direction, getting a game plan is a really good thing for a creator or an artist, right? Like a lot of people just think it's all free flow, but that ends up usually playing itself out where the quality, you're not like innovating on anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like putting a game plan into effect and knowing where you're falling short and where you need to improve really important for creators. So don't, don't put past the idea that like, Takes a lot of work. Preparation is part of the work for for being a creator.
1: In the spirit of because we haven't prepared and we do just jump around. Another thought I had uh, in the shower today. Uh, this, Love that. This is sponsored by Dove. Is that uh, I think there's a unique opportunity to almost like over leveraging yourself and like buying a new computer or buying a camera or buying a podcast mic that will force you to do and create.
0: That's interesting.
1: Because a lot of people, right, they'll start now that you can just start on your phone, you post six TikToks and you're fine. But any time in my life that I've actually made the jump to buy the camera, I'm not just going to let it sit there. And so if you get outside of your comfort zone and spend a little too much money, it's actually going to force you to do stuff. I think you're
0: in the minority. I think think most people won't do things because they feel like they don't have the perfect stuff. It's like this uh, battle of perfection. But that's what
1: I'm saying is go by the camera. Right, but, but
0: what I'm saying is that doesn't change who you are as a person interesting like buying a thousand dollar camera is not going to change your work ethic you know what i mean like i get it it might be like okay. a band-aid at the time and it might work for you but yeah. that's why i say i think you're in the minority but i've talked about this numerous times because some people are like what kind of this should i get what kind of that should i get i'm like dude let me remind let me show you the link in my first few youtube videos that helped me start growing right. I didn't have a i didn't have a microphone when i was doing it the camera was like four fucking yeah. 80p, and i think it holds a lot of people back because they feel like they need that maybe for some people that is the push but that's what i mean personally I think, i've never found that to help yeah
1: I, I'm just thinking of like when I bought the camera, then we finally did it. When I bought an Xbox, we started to create content around the Xbox. And maybe it is uh, the minority of people, but for you, maybe it could be a, a pusher over the edge.
0: Yeah, for instance, like I'll, I'll give you an example. Like I uh, still to this day, as weird as it is, like I've, and I've talked about this before, I, I don't love vlogging in public Mm -hmm. I still feel like kind of uncomfortable doing it and I've bought cameras throughout the years that are like oh this one's more like vlog friendly it's smaller it's more compact it's got a flip out screen like this will help me push myself to vlog more you get it and you're like it doesn't make me less nervous. It doesn't make me less afraid yeah. of like what the people around me are like doing while they're watching me do that shit. So that from a mental standpoint, I just don't think it like actually is a thing, but it's an, it's an interesting thought.
1: Okay. Maybe it's the thought of, maybe it's not the buying of equipment, but it is the thought of like forcing yourself to do it. feels like progression. Yeah. Right. Because I'll say for, I mean, for the past two years, like I did stuff with the game day who mm-hmm. I know you've talked to. And now with snapback Mondays, like going out on the streets, doing man on the street content is is extremely uncomfortable for me now uh we've gotten to week six coming up of snapback mondays it's all gone like i'm ready to go but i will not lie the first four weeks like i was afraid to talk to people i didn't want to like upset people and destroy their tailgating experience like stuff and now i'm like this is what i do and and just going and doing it and getting over that hump that's why i just always talk about reps reps it'll improve and you. Man but on just, the
0: streets is tough too. It's tough. That's one of the more. You tough. get
1: people who don't want to, it's, it's like sales. It's live sales.
0: The less control you have over something, like the more variables that you don't have control over, the tougher yeah. it is. Cause yeah. it's like, am I going to act awkward? Is this person going to act awkward? Do I have the next question ready for them? Like, are they going to start asking shit? Are they going to do something weird? You know, there's so much yeah. shit happening at once that man on the streets is, it's not a job for most people no. to be honest with you. And,
1: and it, it's not for me, but I think that's the push is we, said we're going to do this and then we didn't negotiate because now and i'm we like don't right, negotiate. we're 50 grand deep into this in, this idea and we've got sponsors that we have to get content for now i'm at the point of no return and for the just, monday night football stuff yeah
0: all right so, let's, let's dive in there a little bit 50 50 grand deep that's to say that's the investment up that's, front
1: yeah that's essentially the budget i mean okay. it's it could be more like, so
0: you so you and who on your team
1: so me and casey go to every monday night football game
0: which is an insane thing it's like That's very admirable. Like I I wouldn't be able to do it.
1: (laughs) It's insane. We hired a full-time video editor because of it. We hired a full-time social media manager because I no longer could do that. So if you want to count that as the investment, you theoretically could. I think so. Uh, Tickets, flights, hotels, food, you know, everything that goes with, with the game. Um, Damn.
0: That's a, see, that's an investment. Like I wouldn't be willing to make because I don't, I don't know how you even, and it's so weird because I'm not actually this calculated typically, but I don't know how you look at that and say like, Oh, I'm going to get like a good return on investment from something like this.
1: So one, we knew we could, we knew with our underdog deal that like we would, we could cover the costs. Mm -hmm. Right. So we (laughs) were, we were always playing as like It's not gonna be a loss of funds theoretically because we're getting content out of it. So, the upside is that we could then just like go viral, meet fans in different markets. Like, it's a biz dev kind of awareness play. And now we've worked with the league. We've worked with individual teams. We've gotten great content from it. And then we went and sold against it. So we've made more than we will spend doing it. So it, it, yeah, easily a positive ROI. I mean, we're at like 25 million views. Most, most off snap, like like five weeks in. Yeah. Most off snap, but like, uh, Instagram has popped. YouTube has popped. TikTok has popped. And it's just like, you're, we're throwing darts. Like some of my reels get, you know, a thousand views and, no brand cares about that. but So overall, your ultimate
0: goal would be like, okay, awareness, people are understanding more of our brand, understanding more of our personality, hoping to convert into more like sponsors and advertisers in your future content.
1: We're just trying to grow following really is like that everyone, you know, Bleacher Report, ESPN, SportsCenter, Game Day, everyone just posts the same content, right? It's like the biggest football play of the night. So what can we get that's unique to kind of our brand? I actually
0: think that's something I can learn. We can and I can learn from you guys and what you're doing is like we're so product focused with our fantasy stuff yeah. that the reason I hesitate on doing stuff like that is because it would never really lead back to sales on Correct. our our yeah, direct product like, product
1: like uh, for underdog, right? Who's a sponsor of this? I mean, they're a sponsor of us in general, they are not um they're not paying us more to do this, yeah. specifically. We could sit at home, post picks and people would take them, and we'd still make our money doing that. But, The group ride is now just a new content angle. SeatGeek, we could promote SeatGeek all day long from home saying if you want to go to a game, but actually going to a game, saying we use SeatGeek is just playing better and showing that experience. And then we we have a deal with the NFL all day, which is, you know, NFTs, moments, and ask interviewing fans, you know, would you rather own this player or this player? Similar to your mojo stuff.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, I want to, I actually want to dive deeper into the process of like negotiating with these brands on a, on a higher scale like that. Maybe we'll do that another time. Cause we are talking about live events and yeah. we both have a live event coming up this weekend. Uh, the same event that I kind of just like, was like, Oh, you're doing this. So we're going to do this too. <laughs> we wanted to do some in real life events for um, the people that held our nfts and this happened to be before it got cold out we're like let's try to get them together for this and it's a year-long pass so like we can do things together in the spring and summer but this this felt like a good time so we have the, the Baltimore Ravens traveling to the New York Giants so Metlife Stadium we're, we're hosting a tailgate you guys are hosting a tailgate with your audience which is going to be i think near where we are right You said, yeah
1: we're l18 and you l16 16. baby yeah so we're gonna uh, fight okay? <laughs> we're you don't want out, have right? you seen animal <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah so we have this live event coming up and and we took very uh different our appro- ours is on a much smaller scale because we were only telling the people that already had this product we right. weren't like promoting it out to tiktok and instagram mm-hmm. so i went down to uga this weekend yeah uh, for my cousin's game and we're uh, we're like celebrities down there yeah. i didn't realize it was like every 5 minutes if your
1: tiktok is is the one. That's why yeah. I put so much attention on it. Like we're huge on Snap, but I got to announce and it's only my audience who really knows me, but TikTok, you get new audience, all that.
0: It was fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like walking around every two, every two seconds. I'm like, I didn't really understand that we had like the pull within that demographic. I'm like, oh, we can do more live events, yeah. right? We can do more stuff like that, that really like shows out and is, is a brand community builder. And that's what I've always looked at as live events. Um, as one of the things that we do yearly is this draft weekend where we have 11 subscribers fly out to New York we hang out for the weekend. We have a fantasy football draft, and we just like kind of party in New York for the yeah. entire weekend. And these dudes pay a lot of money. Last year's was uh, if you were grandfathered in, it was fifteen hundred dollars ahead. If you had already, uh, if you were new to it, is two thousand dollars ahead. So it's not a small investment for people that are our age.
1: And that's just to get in. That's right? well, that, does that, it cover their travel and everything?
0: It, it, so that covers everything except getting to New York. Gotcha. It'll cover their fantasy buy-in, which is like a two hundred fifty dollar league. Gotcha. It'll cover you know the the Airbnb. It'll cover food, alcohol, going out for the weekend. Got it. So realistically, like, okay, we'll pocket, let's say 20, 20 to $25,000 as a company. We, I lose money every year. on it. I take money out of my personal bank account to buy (laughs) bottles at the club. And we run out on the Saturday night because it's, I swear to God, it's always my birthday weekend too. So we're balling and it's like live events are for us, from my experience, maybe I'm just horrible at it, but never made us a single dollar. They're so fun though. There's nothing better.
1: This one specifically, I did not think of as a revenue-generating opportunity. There are, like, if you do a live podcast tour, mm-hmm. there's value in meeting fans, people seeing you live in a deeper kind of respect, but people make money off that stuff. Yeah. Live events, though, I hate Live events, really? not not like going and meeting people, organizing them. That was the one yes, thing I the learned. Logistics
0: are so hard.
1: Thankfully, Alex, that's like his jam. Like mm. he's he's the best at it. So good thing of knowing your strengths and knowing your flaws. Yeah, we. So this weekend, it's a fifty dollars tailgate normally. Normally, but thanks to Underdog and SeatGeek and our sponsors, they gave us money, so we're cutting half the costs off for people. But people were still like, "You're making us pay 25 bucks for food, drink, DJ, how dare all you. The, right? Yeah. All this stuff." And I'm like, "I'm not. I just want to be like, I'm not making money off of this. It's so we can link up and create I, content." That's at just, that
0: point, I just like, I'm just like, don't come. Right. Keep complaining <laughs> about 20. Like, how much are you going to spend at your own tailgate right. if you go to it? Well, that
1: that's the thing is, I think a lot of people are like, well, I could bring a six pack. I'm like, yeah, you, you could. have a good day Yeah, have fun doing that uh but i definitely won't make money off of this event but so similar thing i think we think alike in that everything we do we kind of try to be like okay where's the roi on this in actual dollars because there's other versions of roi biz dev and you know just awareness and stuff and so we got a mini suite for the game and it was maybe and it cost nine grand and that's coming all out of Snapback Sports stuff. It's not where we'll have a fan or two in the suite, but it's mostly like friends and family. Nine oh grand. Yeah, it's a expensive. Lot. Yeah, yeah, it's very expensive. And so Hallie was actually the one pressing me about it, saying like, "You spent that much on the what suite." Did, what did she want? Yeah. Like you spent she wants a ring. Yeah. She wants a ring. <laughs> and and so this, I just want to like give my thought process. So maybe we got ahead of ourselves. But one, I think rewarding the people. Who have supported me is actually like a valuable thing because they show up every time. They mm-hmm. actually are the ones who buy merch and and like my shit and you know all that stuff. Two, we wanted to reward some of our partners, so Pop Chu, who we do Snapback Kitchen with, Danny Friedman, who's been helping us set up the whole tailgate. So we get to take care of those people, take care of Hallie's family. So it's a little bit of both, but the real angle to it was Emmanuel quickly plays for the Knicks. He's from Baltimore, played against him in high school, and he's a Ravens fan. So I'm like, I'll invite him and a guest. And so that is like, is the whole suite kind of contingent on was it a good investment if he comes? Because realistically... If I get an Instagram with him at the game, Nick, Raven, you know, all these ties, it'll be super valuable for me long term. Not in the moment. It won't be it won't Mm -hmm. make me 10 grand in the moment. But now if he doesn't come, it's like, okay, was this a waste of money? Maybe it, I mean when you were
0: when you were originally planning, it was he in the plans.
1: He was in uh, for the suite, like because it was also just complicated because you can't get fourteen tickets together. So yeah. this was like my easiest way of like taking that. So it took some stress off of me too. It probably shouldn't spend ten grand to relieve stress, it's but, a lot, I, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know it is what it is. And and we've had a good football season so far. Like I said, like we'll be profitable on Mondays. It all kind of just goes back into it. So this might be. An L, it really might be, but I just think being—I think sounds, being, like, it. Yeah, I think it sounds being, like a really fun L, though. Yeah, right. That's the, right. That's the thing. Yeah. Is, it depends. It depends how you look at it. It depends what your goals are. My goal was definitely to get him. Now, if he can't come, we might pivot and we've got a new relationship with ScoMo, with who, Nick, Nick With Nick Colano. Colano, <laughs> yeah. And, and we could get someone, you know, who brings more business value into the suite too, which would be a great gesture. But so I what just, are you,
0: what are you planning to do at the tailgate specifically? Like you guys have all this stuff set up. Or are you setting up like a, a merch table? Or are you so setting we, up? Yeah,
1: we've got a merch table. So, We'll Have that stuff. We're also going to drop new merch. How much merch are you bringing? I think Casey said it's just going to be one box. Um, was that
0: like 10, 15 t shirts? Yeah, and
1: probably sweatshirts, a couple hats. It could be a huge box, could be a small box. I'm oh. not really sure. Um, but we'll have a merch table. We're supposed to have Snapback Kitchen being cooked live so people can actually try oh, that. Sure. Yeah, which like pop Chew setting that up. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. So, like, that's the thing. is... It all is how you measure these things. And the reason why I've liked affiliate deals is like I can measure like how effective certain pieces of content are, certain engagements. This is like immeasurable. Like I won't know if someone then goes and, and invests in Popchu yeah. and invests, you but, just but never that's, know. But that's
0: that's kind of your brand though. Yeah. You know, like you want, yeah. you're want you want a, you're a pop culture media brand. Right. You know what it is? It's like you just being there and like having fun and being in the energy of things is what you have to do yeah. in order to succeed. Whereas like that's 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 my hesitation from where we are like I'm able to be a little bit more calculated because we have a little bit more control right. by selling our own product over what's happening and maybe that has given me a sense of comfort and like held me back from like really trying to hit our ceiling there. Mm-hmm. So maybe we do um maybe we do more things like that over the course of the season where we're taking a little bit more risk financially and, and seeing what happens with it.
1: I think it's taking shots because you truly never know what could come out of it. Like I I would say now through five weeks, we probably met, I would say like 20 to 30 people at every halftime meetup. So call it a hundred, people. Some of them, they took a picture, walked away. I'll never see them again, whatever. Some we had, we had good conversations. Some they were with their dad who works for whatever. Mm. Some are going to be lifelong fans because we met them. So over 17 weeks, we're going to meet 500 people. You never know what literally one of them could make the entire thing worth it you never know yeah now that doesn't mean just go and like do shit but take take shots that maybe are a little bit out of the comfort zone
0: all right boys we're going <laughs> we're to italy next week <laughs> we're good animals <laughs> in animals in you know it was crazy today i won ike's lunch <laughs> I'm fucking sweet green baby but
1: but ike's lunch is i think continues this conversation of like love that You just took shots like that is not something that made any sense. How did it even start?
0: Uh, I mean, it was like the third day in the office and we were joking. He went out to go get lunch and um, an animal. And Tony, I don't actually remember like whose idea it was or who mm. started it, but I think Animal was like, oh, he's gonna do this every single day. Like, he's gonna go pick up lunch every single right. day. We should just like guess. Tony's taking credit. For we it. should just guess for fun. Whatever, one of them, 50 <laughs> 50 credit. <and> none <laughs> of them getting paid for. It. They're both getting fired at the end of their fucking contracts, anyways. 50 50. um Yeah, they were like, yeah, we should just guess he's gonna get lunch every single day, which is why I give Animal credit because he's known Ike his whole life. So right. he knew he was gonna do that. Right, it yeah. doesn't make sense to Tony. Anyways, he was like, yeah, we should just start guessing. So, when it started, it was just me and Animal. It was like Tony filming us on the phone or we'd set up a camera and do it. And for the first like 25 days, they got like no traction. Mm -hmm. They would get a couple hundred views on it. And then there was one episode where it was Cinco de Mayo and we were live streaming a mock draft on the couch and we were getting hammered. We were drinking Mars and Ike was in the office with us and he was producing it. He was like, I'm gonna get lunch. You wanna do it like live on, on stream or whatever? And we're like, sure. So we did a live stream of it and I got it right. And I went and it was like my first guess that I got, right. We went nuts or whatever, but it was the first time that we did it as like a podcast over yeah, there on the yeah. couch. So we took that, chopped it up, uploaded it. That was the first time. All the other ones had probably gotten like 300, 500, 800 views. That went over hundred K after the first day. And we're like, Whoa, we have something here. That like couch podcast style of games or whatever yeah. is like probably where we need to leave or where we need to have our TikTok going. So we just kept that. And we're like, we'll just actually make this. Basically what we're doing here at this table, mm-hmm. let's, make it natively to TikTok, two minute, three minute podcast or whatever. Right. And we turned that into X like, lunch obviously. And then it just took off from there. But that was, that was, it, it was ex- experimenting. And we came in here, we didn't have a TikTok presence. It was right. literally just like almost my own personal YouTube presence. And we were like, we got to figure shit out and we got to figure that's, shit out fucking quickly.
1: Yeah. That's how I feel too. That's why I want to bring in a content creator, but you took a shot in getting the office space. None of this happens without that. Correct. That, now this, the, uh, that's a been lot of your things. financial risk is like you're putting oh, yeah. people in person.
0: I put every dollar I'll, I'll tell you honestly before we got the office space I probably had like 250 three hundred thousand dollars in my bank account yeah. I have less than one month rent in my bank account right now yeah less than one month rent that's fun this it's I'm, like, it's not good right now but like i put every dollar i've had yeah. into this uh and it's paid back on the business end we've invested i've invested so much into the upfront because when you get into the office it's like oh sure rent but here's like 500 dollars electricity 500 dollars this for this lights cameras lights cameras you don't even like the equipment like tables couches all that yeah. shit's like five grand here five grand here five grand mm-hmm. here and you never like the first year of moving into this place is so fucking expensive yeah that i mean money will always be it uh, something that I'm anxious about now that I have all of this under me before this it was not I was able to like live very freely and be like I make a whole lot of fucking money I have like no real responsibilities attached to me other than making content and now we got this whole fucking gang thing going on here and I'm like yeah it's fucking nerve-wracking all the time it's very nerve-wracking but yeah there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened and
1: that's the difference between being a creator and being a business person but being a creator you'll never make, I mean, if yes, you're in the 1%, not 1%, the one of 10 people who are only creators and just get 10 million views on their YouTube and just Mm -hmm. make AdSense money. But all these great creators are going to turn into entrepreneurs. That's where the real money is going to be.
0: That's where I was talking to a girl uh, a couple of days ago. Who's like, she's a founder. She went to like Stanford. She's, she's in like a tech startup right now and she raised money. She raised her seed round and she's like our age, maybe younger. I'm like, that's like really, really impressive. Yeah. And I was like telling her about what I do. And she was like, Oh, you guys are, low key, like the unicorns of this generation, the people who are like creators, but also hardcore like entrepreneurs are the ones who are going to stand out over the next decade. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's, I I agree with it. I don't like, it's weird to like say that out loud, but like in my head, I agree with that. I'm like, there's not a lot of people that can do both like business creator, whatever. You have to be like really, really passionate about it. I think we both were from the start. Um, but yeah, these are the risks you got to take. Like the office, you're right. Like TikTok doesn't happen if we're not in here. BDG three doesn't happen if we're not in here. Like this pocket, a lot of things don't happen. Yeah. Right? And You just like kind of push yourself out there. And I guess go. It's almost like a bigger scale version of you buying the new camera. You know? <laughs> we <get the> <laughs> no, now. And I that's wouldn't. That's
1: my point. So you can't say it didn't work for you.
0: You're li- yeah. You're <laughs> not. You're not lying there. This is, uh. I, it, I think, because
1: if you imagine you had this space and you like didn't come in or didn't like. That's what. Content. There are some days I
0: didn't. I don't want to come in. I right. just like, I have to fucking be there.
1: Okay. So Nick. Fully agrees. Not with me. good.
0: Not good for my mental health. I just want to go watch a goddamn sunset or something. Sometimes you know. He
1: fully agrees with me now, and his push over the top wasn't a thousand dollar camera; it's a hundred thousand dollar <laughs> office. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh. Good times. Anything else to talk about today? Yeah.
1: Whoever wants to join the edit army, the big edit. Yeah. Hop in. Hop in. But like, if I so if I were sitting watching this podcast right now no, maybe I can't beat out other people. But after just discussing that, my head would have gone to like, Hey, I'll bring them topics to talk about. Like there's always ways to get involved. I don't know. I assume your brain works the same way of like, there's always an angle, but you got to pay attention.
0: Right. That's the most important part. It's like making it personal to you. It's just like, if, if you're going to reach out and be like, Oh, I have this, this, or this. And it's like, how does that relate to me if you're watching us like find something we're struggling with and fill that fucking hole you know or find something that makes us happy like you're saying good things about us or whatever that gets your attention immediately anytime you're talking about the person it gets their attention so it's like yeah it's a it's a really good point like you could i've almost cried like four times in this episode (laughs) figure out where i'm struggling and then figure out how to solve that problem for me (laughs) you know what i mean that's it right there all right big content big content at four in the novels um it Join the Discord. If you want to hang out with us, we're in there. Trying to be active. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. All that kind of shit. Um, the TikToks from this have been, I guess, kind of scattered now that the big, big uh, edit are putting them all yeah. over. Uh, but they're on my personal TikTok. I've been chopping up some clips. That's just at Nick Colano, um, And then YouTube. You guys already know. Let me big check content. those
1: out. have those been running? Any good?
0: Um, I've been going pretty heavy on TikTok. I've done at least like two a day for the last like month or so. Wow. Okay. Okay. But not, yeah. not only from this, I like to do like a bunch of... <laughs>
1: the funny thing is you... I mean, I come from a Snap-based company that when we post anything, it gets 100,000 views. You now on BDG TikTok, it, it waivers, but any Ike's lunch mm-hmm. gets 500,000 views or 250 plus. And then here, you know, you've got your stuff and it's like oh 703 same stuff with my tiktok 120 3100 mm. it's like oh that didn't hit great but then you look at like if you get a thousand people it's to all listen to your fucking podcast, relative though, yeah dude. like yeah. You,
0: you you don't understand like how equally excited i am about like that one hitting 3200 right. as i am one on bg hitting three hundred twenty thousand
1: same with me yeah same it's
0: like me. when you're starting something you always look at the people like myself or jack and you're like fuck it's gonna take me so long to get there it's impossible to get there you get equally as excited about the little fucking I was
1: so hyped for that kid to have 600 views. That's like yeah. crazy numbers yeah. for the first. That's first amazing.
0: Few. What? Yeah, one of the homies I was talking about, the dude Adam, yeah. Last in our last uh, episode, I was like, I told him to start doing TikTok everything. Like his first video that he put out went to like 3,500 views. And that's got to feel fucking great for him. And I'm I am like, think so. Yeah, and I'm like, let's fucking go, you know? And those, the, it, it, it all is just so relative to where you're at. You're not thinking about other people once you're actually doing things, you know? Well,
1: think about... Uh, I think if if you've got a million subscribers or a million views or a million anything think it's like a what is it 0.3 percent of the u.s population
0: like Like, on your tiktok account no
1: no just in general like if you do anything a million people see it that's a 0.3 percent of the entire country and then people always use the comparison like yeah only 700 people watch imagine if you were in an auditorium like that's a that's a lot of crazier yeah Yeah, that's a lot of people
0: all right so hopefully we have you know half an auditorium watch (laughs) watch this video (laughs) uh we'll be back next monday um so again if you have any questions comments whatever drop in the discord drop in the comment section we love you and fuck big media